you walk in and it just has a feeling like and you, and you there's like like the sexy like Don Draper looking guy sitting in the booth or like like a like a you know foxy mysterious woman smoking a cigarette at the, at the end of the bar there's no but, cigarettes but you, well I'm just keep trying to give you like a, gotcha. a picture I, yeah, I you. you know bartender's got like the black armband and looks like something out of Twin Peaks right the music's like on point a little moody like Red tones, amber tones. Um, here I am. I mean, one of these days I'm gonna open a dance club. It's just natural. He's a cool guy. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> I like to be open. Yes. Yeah, all the time. I tell this to you all the time. Woo-wee. Just heating up a... Uh, if you can hear the bubbles, maybe you can't really hear that so much. Heating up a uh, chicken soup that my mom made me. That's right, my mom still makes me chicken soup. Uh, I'm not ashamed of it. It's something that I can do on my own, and I have done on my own from time to time. But uh, she likes to uh, do nice things for me. She's she's a wonderful woman. You can check her out on episode. Once again, I'm going to throw out one of my wild guesses, 56 of The Wandering Wolf, uh, Rachel Wolf. She's a, she's a good lady. So she she made me some soup because I, I you know I had a little stutter step, to be honest, with my health. Nothing, nothing uh, brutal, nothing, nothing I can't come back from. In fact, I already am coming back from it. But I just have a very sensitive gut. And I, like, if I just eat just a tiny bit of the wrong thing one day, uh, it throws my whole system off. And, uh, then, and then things are wrong. I'm not going to get too deep into what wrong means. Uh, you can make your, you can surmise, you know? Me surmise, right? You can surmise that, what that might mean for you uh, in relation to your own body and how that might feel. But it throws me off. So I got to go back to, you know, I'm on this diet called the specific carbohydrate diet. And I'm on a, an extremely limited version of that. I basically eat, and I don't talk about this recently necessarily, but I basically eat only like, let's say, mostly chicken and fish. Uh, all, of course, all organic, free-range, wild-caught, blah, 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 blah. Eat a lot of salmon. Eat a lot of sardines out of a, out of cans, but like wild-caught, good whole foods shit. And I eat, you know, whatever, free-range uh, happy chickens, right? And uh, cooked vegetables. And then I eat and sometimes overindulge in nuts, okay? Not testicles, uh, but more like cashews and pecans. And I think, I think I've explained it that way before. That, that felt familiar exiting my tongue, um, as did the, the, uh, the testicles. But uh, So, yeah, I, sometimes I'll overindulge. And, and I have been buying store-bought you know, uh, peanut butter and almond butter lately. And if this is boring, fuck you. You know what I mean? You can turn this off. Then you can turn on 
something else, and then you can turn this back on, and I'll say fuck you again. You see what I'm saying? In that intermittent time that you went back from the other one to the other one and back to this, I had caught up with you and, and caught you with that left hook. You dig? No, but seriously though, um, I do buy the store-bought peanut butter and almond butter sometimes, but the ones that the only ingredients are dry roasted peanuts or dry roasted almonds and sometimes salt, okay? So I don't get, I don't go for all that fucking, you gotta read your ingredients, people. Everything that you eat, I mean, at least me, everything I put in my body, I need to know what it is because otherwise I might have some problems. And I know Nick, you know, in this episode, he says something about, uh, Nick Simmons is on this episode, Northside Nick. He says something about you need to relax about what you eat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, to an extent, but you know what? He also has a stomach of steel. He's a mutt. You know, he, he's, he's got all these different um, breed of people inside of him or, or, or he's made up of, you know. And so they, they, they tend to be very healthy in the gut and stuff like that. I'm a purebred Jew, okay? Like I, there's not one distant relative in the past. Like, you know, we can't go back too far, obviously, because of records getting, you know, wiped out by fucking racist ass Russians and and um, Nazis and shit. But as far back as I can, uh, you know, as as anyone in my family has 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 gone back on the family trees, there's no fucking goyim, okay, in there. It's all all Hudea. So like. Because of that, probably, you know, it's almost like in, inbreeding, right? It's not inbreeding. To, you know, there's not, there's no, probably back in the day there was cousin, cousin uh, intermingling and stuff. But obviously in the past few generations, we haven't been into that sort of thing. Uh, but, you know, I just think I, we need to get some goddamn uh, other uh, blood in our line. That's the way I think about it, and maybe that's like so anti the way that even my parents uh, would would think about it. But I don't buy into all that uh, keep it, keep your blood pure shit. I, I, I like I think variety is the spice of life. If you know what I'm saying. So that's where I'm at. I got a, I got I got a tough time with it. So I do have to be very careful. Now at some point. I'm going to get this figured out, you guys, whether it's like uh, getting some kind of like uh, intestinal transplant or uh, getting, you know, cutting out the ulcer that I have or, uh, you know, other more less less uh, invasive methods. I don't know, but I'll I'll figure it out at some point so that I can like travel easier and stuff like that because, you know, I, I do have to take care when I do it. Now, it's not bad. I, I carry around fucking cans of salmon and shit with me, you know, and, and uh, I hard boil eggs and keep them in the fridges at hotels. And sometimes I'll cook whole meals, and sometimes I'll get one of those apartment hotels and I'll carry around Tupperware, and from place to place I put it in the fridge wherever I go, and it works for me. Okay, so anyway, I'm, don't cry me a river, cry me a, a creek. Cry me a creek, cry me, cry me a stream that runs through your backyard or whatever. Don't cry me a river. Don't cry me an ocean. Okay. Uh, today's guest, none other than Northside Nick Simmons. I had to get him on. I had to get him on. I'm on home life now. I don't know if you can sense that, 
from uh, my guests recently, but these are all my, my Cincinnati people for the most part uh, as of the last few weeks. I mean, obviously, I did my touring in February. February? It's February now. I did my touring in December, and I got some, some you know, more out-of-town friends, but right now I'm home life. It's about, it's about Cincinnati, baby, right now, and uh, that's just as valid as the road life. So I'm getting my, my people, and I'm not trying, Nick, I'm not calling you a townie. I'm not saying you're a townie, but I, knew you, I know you from the natty, all right? And, uh, you know, whatever. So that's, that's, what, that's what these current episodes are about. Uh, I just spoke to my, my, my Jeet Kune Do uh, uh, instructor, and she, she's, uh, she's down to do a podcast. So, you know, that'll be right in line with my yoga teacher podcast and shit like that. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get these, these local heroes going, uh, my, my local heroes. And maybe I'll get the, the, the lady that runs the, uh, the organization that I volunteer for soon as well. Northside Nick Simmons, I've known, whatever, man, he, he, go, he goes into the story. He'll explain to you where we met, but we met in high school. And, yeah, like he said, we were more friends. He was more friends with my sister at that time, but we, we connected since and uh, became good friends. And he's true blue, man. This dude is true blue. And uh, just, a, just a good hang. Just a good guy to hang with and uh, a good guy to have uh, your back. And we are going to, I say this at the end of that, but, but I'll let you know now, we're going to, to Indianapolis this coming weekend. Uh, and we're playing a show Friday the 6th. I believe I have my dates right. At Joyful Noise. They got a new space they're opening up. And we're going to rock that. So if you live in Indianapolis, come out to that. Should be good. Some other acts playing good, all good bands, Joyful Noise bands and shit like that. So be a good time. Other than that, go ahead and visit. If you haven't, didn't find me on uh, the wanderingwolfpodcast.com, visit that and uh, get yourself a t-shirt. Uh, buy, buy some, some uh, digital downloads to my tapes and things like that. Go to the Y merch site. Support. Support, you guys. Uh, if you don't want any of that shit or you have all that shit, donate to the podcast. Support. 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 I don't do this for, uh, for money. I do this for free for the love of it. And uh, because I, I, I enjoy you people, and I hope you enjoy me. Without further ado, let's get to this conversation with Northside Nick. Oh, is this where I'm taking up? Yeah, we're rolling, man. Well, it's jumping ahead a little Let bit. me get rid of this half banana. Okay. You need some water? He's pulling up his pants now. Would you like some water? No, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> get it half banana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we turn the light on? You want to? I mean, I'm, I was trying to get a mellow mood in here, bro. Do you have mellow moods, that CD? You know, that one you get off like late night TV? I might. I was joking with your brother. I was like, he probably had like two people cancel on him. That's why he called me up. No, nah, man. It's high goddamn time I got Northside Nick on the Wondering Wolf. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so this little backstory... Back in 10th grade, I was uh-huh. sitting in speech class. Not speech class, like, to teach you how to speak, but, like, writing speeches. Okay. Like, or, oration. Time to speak. Is oration the right word? Yeah. Or, yeah. Time to speak. Time to speak. That's yeah. what it was. 
And then it's at the end of the year, everyone's fucking around with the yearbooks. And uh, I didn't have a yearbook because I didn't give a, I didn't care. Right. But everyone's, you know, like some of you. can cuss on here, by the way. I know. I've, I've yeah. listened to your podcast before. Um, everyone's signing yearbooks. I'm just sitting there not giving a shit. I'm signing their yearbooks. I'm like, whatever. And as a joke, I was like scrounging around the room, found some cardboard and some papers, and, and, I, had, and I had a photo of myself in my book bag because I guess we had just gotten pictures or something. Right. So I made like a fake yearbook as okay. a joke. <laughs> I see this. But everyone loved it, and so they all like signed it. Oh, this is great. Like to me, this was just like... Oh, yeah. This was just a gag. But then so many people loved it. There's a few other people in the class who actually made me... They, they, they had me make them some as well this is 97 this is my graduating year right so uh huh we're looking at the yearbook here by the way folks lots of people have signed things did I sign it that's that's not that's not even my handwriting that is you that could have been it looks like a girl's handwriting though well I mean come on I mean it must have been me I don't know who else it would be who else would have signed my name yeah that was before I was famous so people wouldn't, <laughs> people wouldn't just uh, okay. Well, I'm sitting here. This is great. I'm sitting here with uh, the one and only Northside Nick Simmons in my kitchen in the heart of Northside. Uh, this is this is Nick's territory. The Prince of Northside. Well, you know, self self proclaimed. <laughs> no, see, I get a lot of shit for that, but. That nickname was given to me back... By who? Uh, a couple guys together back in, uh, we'll say, 98-99. Okay. My, fa- my family moved to Northside in the year 1990. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like 10, 11, 10 probably. Where um, were you before that? Clifton Heights, okay. OTR. Okay. Um, right on the border there on Clifton Avenue. Going down the hill, yep, and and then spread out amongst all of those streets. You know, we moved around a lot, just because that's what you did when you had no money. You you just moved around. I guess. And your family's true true Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, starting with my parents. Yeah, not my grandparents. Right. Okay. Where are your grandparents from? All over, uh, Alaska, South Carolina, Kentucky. That's all I know. Okay. Yeah. And you, how, how much of you uh, of you are, are is Eskimo, which is which is a term that I'm not supposed to say. No, it's okay. You know, it is derogatory, but no one knows that unless, whatever. Yeah. It's not like. It's not like the N word. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Twenty five percent. So my okay, grandmother so- was a full blooded Inuit. Um, cool. Just trickled down the line. Now here uh-huh. I am. I've got like a big round head, and, like thick hair, and I can, and beautiful, I can take the beautiful head of hair. Great hair. It's one of my. It's the only thing I got going for me sometimes, Yoni. Um, let's see. Where was so it? you? I, we you moved to Northside when you were like oh, ten. Yeah. So, two of my well, one of my best friends. I actually saw him yesterday. Funny story. I had a dream about him the night before. Saw him yesterday was Sunday, so whatever. I saw I had a dream about him Saturday. Saw him Sunday, uh-huh. and now we're talking about this. Um, his name's Antoine Antoine Bea. 
Oh, I remember him from yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. One of my oldest friends. He he's an OG OG Northsider, like born and raised like a little kid. And uh, him and his friend he grew up with, his name was Bobby Steve. Real name Steve, but they call him Bobby Steve because he they his looked like his dad, whose name was Bobby, so everyone just called him. <laughs> Maybe I got the names mixed up, but same thing. It was either Steve Bobby or Bobby Steve. Whatever. Right, right. So I would hang out with these guys a lot. And one of them, or both of them, would just call me Northside Nick. Okay. And at the time, I was like, nah, fuck that, man. I'm not from Northside. I'm from up in Clifton, you know? Right. But, uh... But you were hanging with them in Northside. Why well, were they not Northside? I also Northside? lived in Northside. But, you know, I'm still a kid, or a teenager, you know? Yes. Yeah. 17, 18. But I still, like, repped... You were Clifton. trying to rep OTR Clifton. Yeah. Well, well, Clifton mostly. OTR, like, we we shopped in OTR for, like, like our corner shop. Our bodega was in OTR. Right. Groceries were in OTR. Uh, but that's really about it. Yeah. Oh, it was really rough back that then. That was fucking rugged back then, right. man. But if you were in the neighborhood, you were cool. So right. Right. We got a little... We got a pass. Even though you were white, they they allowed you to uh, <laughs> not, not get beat up somebody. Or did you get beat up a lot? No. No, no. It was it was not even just the white thing. It was just like the, the any you know uh, you know doughboys down there. If they saw you enough and knew you weren't the cops, right? They didn't you care. were fine, right? Yeah. They, what do they have a problem with you right. for? Yeah, right. Or you're not like snitching on them, or whatever, you know? Yeah. So no, we had no issue there. Uh, but whatever, they they always just called me Norse Nick, and we'd have these big parties over there. At Antoine's place. And it just kind of caught on. And, like, everyone just started calling me that. And uh, and then eventually you you, took, eventually, you were like, I like it. Okay, well, I'm good with it. It's catchy. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm, t- I like, Northside is, is great. You know, I totally am. I'm totally cool repping Northside in that way. Yeah. Which I do. Like, I have the reputation. Like, oh, you know. So many people, like, text me or call me. Like, can't be in Northside without seeing what's up with Northside Nick or... They'll just run into me, you know. Right. But I, you know, I do worry about having that towny vibe. I, I try not to do that. I, I'm not. Right. But, but I, I fear people kind of get that, like, oh, he's just a fucking towny. Like, no. He's right, right, because you represent a certain place in the town. Yeah. But you get out and about. I, you go. You, you're you're in New York a lot. You're in different towns. Yeah. I'm plant. I'm in the middle of going to New York, beginning of March and the end of March. Yeah. Why twice? Uh, always, always something different. Well, one trip I'm taking my sisters up. Okay. Um, just to give them a little vibe of the, the place. Have they been there? Uh, Randy has. Right. Once, but she was like 16 uh-huh. and it couldn't really do anything. So this time she's. Charlie's never been there. No. But Charlie's been all over. That's though. gonna be exciting for her. Yeah, she she, she likes it. Because you know, every time I go, I tell her about all this stuff you can do and things you can see and Charlie's young we should say Charlie's like what four now she's, five now she's six nine, nine. nine. Jesus yeah. yeah Charlie's yeah right. no five no yeah that, I'm sorry that was ridiculous my, my estimations were ridiculous nine no it's 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 all good I mean uh, so whatever yeah I mean I say I worry about these things um, I actually don't care but you but you but you do rep Cincinnati. I mean, you know, you... Oh, yeah. No, I love Cincinnati. Yeah. You know? But I, I feel like I love Cincinnati just because I've seen a lot of different things, too. Yeah. I don't love and Cincinnati you mean because, because you've seen 
to things elsewhere. Yeah, like Cincinnati right. is great, and it's shitty. Yeah. So is San Francisco. So yeah. is you know New Orleans. So is New York. Whatever. It's right. all it's all your state of mind. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just how comfortable you are with yourself and your own surroundings is just where you're happy. Yeah. I can be happy anywhere. Yeah. Just why? Why are you jacking your arm off? Right I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Well, usually when I talk, I get fidgety, not because I'm I can nervous. see that. I see that. Well, what, when I was talking to Matt Melton and Doug mm-hmm. and Josiah mm-hmm. about, I was like, "Oh, I'm about to go interview Nick," mm-hmm. and they were like, "You got to do an episode with Nick out in the town. You got to yeah. like, how can you do an episode with Nick where he's sitting in one place? He's not going to be. That's not his uh, his mo. You're known as someone that likes to be in one place for about five minutes, and then you're on to the next. <laughs> so I. I mean, if it wasn't as cold out there, I would say we could go. I mean, we still could. I'm down. If you want to roll around, we could. But let's let it flow. Yeah, maybe it's better to get try to get to the get to the heart of who is Northside Nick Simmons, (laughs) as opposed to like try to try to put you in in your environment. We pull you out of your environment, and we force you to sit still and talk. Well, this is a thing I struggle with too. Uh, People think my environment is just out and about like just being like social yeah tight butterfly thing and I don't really think that's my environment what is your environment well I mean my environment is I'm a whatever's around me at the time but you're adaptable I'm adaptable and I'm in control of it constantly not a control freak though but you know I like my alone time I like my going out time I like my meditative time. I like my one-on-one time. You you meditate, or you mean just ch- well, just your downtime, yeah, chill downtime. Time. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't meditate. Well, maybe I meditate in different ways. You know, I'm not sitting there with like my legs crossed, right? You know, how would you say you do that? I go on drives. Uh huh. Uh huh. Late, late at night. Just you'll just go. Just yeah. You'll just go out the house and just drive, like mm-hmm. roll around. Yes, that's that's where I. Awesome, like that's my come down. Drive the movie type shit. Yes, you know, hammer at the ready. You have a hammer? No, but like in, <laughs> you made a gun. Yeah. No, he had a hammer. Remember? He had a hammer. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. Yeah, I don't know why I get so defensive when it comes to that stuff. Well, you because you are you are known as 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 a social butterfly. I mean, I'll be honest. I think you in those terms. I mean, I don't think... It's not that I think of you as a one-dimensional person, but when I think, like, okay, I need to go out tonight, I need to see the town, I'm going to fucking text you. Yeah. And I'm all for that. And I, I guess, say, Nick, what's up tonight? Yeah. I guess my definition of a social butterfly is different than what you're describing. That, I'm all about that, what you're saying. Like, yeah, let's just have a good time. I feel like social butterfly is someone who, like... Like needs to do that, or is trying too hard. Doesn't really know themselves very well, right? So they're kind of they put on this mask, right? No, it seems natural for you, yeah, to want to go out, to want to see people, to want to 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 flirt, to socialize. That's that's a natural part of yourself. Yeah, that's that that there's that energy out there, and. uh you like women? Let's that. be honest. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you in trouble with whatever you got going on right now, but I mean, uh, is that fair to say? Can we say that? Do I like women? Yeah, that's that's a fact. 
<laughs> and you, I mean, then you're, I, 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 I find you good at facilitating. You're a good wingman type guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, know. yeah, I'm not trying to pigeonhole you. Into no, no, that no, realm. no, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I guess I just, especially if people don't know me, I just don't want them to think I'm a, I, I, I know myself very well. You know what I mean? That's good. Unlike most people I encounter. So, when labels like that get thrown around, I kind of like, I get uneasy because I know that I'm not a certain thing. You're not only that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I hear you. Because um, I'm, I'm also like, I'm kind of a private person too. You know, I have people who know me, most people who know me don't know me. So How, how would you say that? What, what do people not know about, about you that, that like um you know that that would just meet you but not really get scratch the surface uh you mean what are they not getting or what yeah, just meeting me yeah yeah what are they what are their what are, what do they usually think about you and what and what is the actual truth uh well if someone meets me they're getting a truth you know what i mean i'm not fake when i just meet somebody but I'm very deep. You know what I mean? So, you, unless you're like an intuitive person or, or, or on that level, you, you will get like a sense. Otherwise, just this guy who is just, I don't know, I feel like I come across very comfortable mm-hmm. and very open. When people, when I'm just meeting random people out and about, you know, and people like that, people relate to that because then themselves are not comfortable in a room, mm-hmm. so they kind of go to the people who are. Yeah, you put you put people at ease in a social situation. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's just on a surface level. That's 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 it. You know, some people are a little more in tune with like the human side of things, and they can. I, I usually become friends with these people who mm-hmm. kind of like like oh this guy. Something's going on, you know? Yeah. And uh, those people I get closer to. But... People, what, people that, that have more of a... That their well runs deep, you mean? Yeah. 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 You know, I mean... But you can have a surface relationship with any number of people yes. that are... Yeah. Yeah. That shit's easy to me. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, but I find when it, when it comes time to talk deep, you, you go there... You know, and I, I I remember when I was really sick, and you care. You 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 came to visit me up at my parents' house mm-hmm. when I was all ill and fucking crazy and depressed, and mm-hmm. you were the only one that ever came up there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you came up a couple times, I think. Um, yeah, which I really appreciated. Yeah, no, I mean, I do. I mean, in the, in that context, like, yeah, I knew you were a bad place and it wasn't anything for me to do that and I was into it you know yeah. I was like you know you know he's a cool guy he's I know he's not having a great time <laughs> and I don't mind going out there and chatting for a bit yeah and those chips I brought I, those are my favorite chips I don't even make them anymore really oh Real see I used to kill them. those you talking about the baked kettles baked kettles oh fuck those yeah. were so good well if they make them they don't sell them around here anymore <clears throat> yeah so if anyone out there knows Shoot Yoni a line so we can go buy like a 
case. No, I don't fuck with that sh- those anymore. But oh yeah. But man, well, yeah. I'll fuck with them. Those used to be the whip. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you know to kind of like tie all these ends together. Yeah. Um, I'm a fun guy to be around. Okay. I think that's why I have this reputation. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with. I've always been like that. I was. I was. Uh, I've always been like the party boy, but not like the you know drunken Chris Farley type. Just like me and my crew would always roll around with like a sound system and like any house party, like we just set up shop. And, right. You know we are the party. You know like we're the fun guys. We bring the good music, and we just we're just cool. It's, it's weird. A lot, most people, they don't, that I know, they don't think of themselves as cool in that sense back in the day, I guess. High school, college, whatever. Great school. But me and my crew, like, not cool like, oh, black jacket, like, too cool for you. It was just right. like, we were just fun. Fun. We had yeah. fun. Like, that was, we were enjoying our lives and not being like, not really being brought down by a lot of the regular adolescent teenager, right? Not really ca- not caught shit. up in the bullshit. Yes. Yeah. How do you avoid getting caught up in the bullshit? How do you stay impervious to that and 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 uh, a like uh, blank? Not I wouldn't say blank. Um, is there? Um, or how do you let it not affect you? Yeah. Really, just surround yourself with like. People who don't live off that stuff. Positive people. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. I mean, there's bullshit all around. I see it. I avoid it. Yeah. I avoid people who do it, you know? I think that's the easiest answer. You stay. You pretty much succeed in staying out of drama, you'd say. Oh, yeah. How? That doesn't mean I haven't had my fair share and yeah. dealt it either. Yeah. But... I, it's just, just a skill, honestly. Like just like I said, making the right decisions and surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah, you know. And you seem you seem like you're you're you, you know. I get so moody all the time. You seem like you you can maintain kind of an even keel when it comes to. But maybe that's only what you're portraying on the outside. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty even keel. Yeah, all the time. Um, you know, I envy that. I, I am an emotional person. I don't I don't show it. I deal with it on my own, you know. And and I and I do with rare few uh, show emotions to someone else. <laughs> so you you're saying you're not necessarily that even keeled. You just you just can keep a cool you keep cool appearance. But you might you might be in in turmoil on the inside. Sure, but only naturally, like anyone. Right. I guess. But you're saying you kind of like. I get. You get to an extreme point. I get. I get pretty. I moody. don't. I don't get to extremes. Yeah. Few people can put you over can the edge. Put me over yeah. the edge, yeah. which is unfortunate. <clears throat> but. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where that comes from. I have an idea. I don't know if I can put it in the words. Is it your family, maybe? <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, 
my whole family's pretty much the same. Like, we're we're laid back. Yeah. You know, there's no anger. There's no tempers. We don't have any of that, but I guess we have to balance that out with other, like, fucked up shit. Right. So that would be... Um, not being very affectionate. Uh-huh. Staying, keeping distance a bit. Mm-hmm. Not staying in a place for more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is related to that, in a way. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, not, not wanting to really invest, maybe. In well, a situation or, or people? No, I, I'm, I, I, I can't invest. You do invest. I do. But, but I, you know, I've seen so many people invest without, without being really sure of themselves yes. and what they're investing in. And uh, so I definitely take my good time before I do anything like that yeah so you were just talking about um you know you you and your 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 buddies and i guess i would be one of those people yes and you know showing up to places setting up a sound system i mean i obviously i'm i'm i wasn't doing that with you in high school because uh i was a little older than you and Mm -hmm. whatever but um you know so you let's talk about that a bit because you know you're a dj and I've I've been to many many parties that that you have thrown, and I've thrown parties with mm-hmm, you or DJ mm-hmm. parties with you, mm-hmm. and um, they go off, they go off. We They're did, good. Yeah, we do a good job. You do a good job. You know, Mike, you, whoever else. I don't want to free Chuck. Uh, you Chuck, know, I don't want to yeah. get other people. But no, uh, you, Jacqueline. Yep. You know, but uh, they go off. Yeah, I got a good team. Um, my dad was a DJ when I was real young. Okay. Uh, one place I remember him doing it, stuff at was the Clifton Cafe, which is on the corner of Victor and Warner. It's not a bar anymore. It's just been student housing for probably 20 years. Okay. If not longer. And this was back in the day when DJs were like up on a... Right. Up on the wall. Like, and there was just Coke just flowing. Coke flowing <laughs> everywhere, yeah. But you remember like in Living Color when they do the intro? Yeah. see the dancers... And they'd always shout out the DJs, and they were, like, up high. Way in the back, up high. That's just how, like, I don't know why. The booth. The booth. The booth yeah. was up high. Some places it's still like it's that. It's still like that in, yeah. like, big clubs. Yeah. So I remember my mom would take me, like, before it got ready, probably, like, when he was just setting up. Right. I'd go in and see him up there, whatever. Actually, it's a little side note. I have all those records. All like, his old records? All, yeah, most of them. Which were what, like disco shit or? No, well, this is the '80s, so it's just like '80s hip hop, R&B, and whatever disco was in the '80s. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. Um, that's dope. So, I guess uh, in high school, a friend of mine came up to me. He, he knew I had like gear. Like music gear, like I play guitar and stuff, so I had a bunch of gear, and a lot of people I knew, older folks, were into that stuff too. So I, my friend Ian knew I had like a mixer and a tape deck, so he said one day, "You want to DJ the seventh and eighth grade dance?" I was like in ninth grade, and I was like, you know, because you got that mixer and whatever. I was like, 
okay, but I don't have like like I got just Wu Tang tapes and like Tribe tapes. And he's like, it's okay, we can play whatever. It's like, all right. So we, our other friend Sam, who was like in the heavy metal, like long ass hair. He was in your class. Sam who? I can't remember his name. He was like glasses, like classic, like. 80s metal dude uh-huh. lived with his parents like well his 90s parents. at that point but he was kind of no 80s. you're right 90s yeah yeah anyways he had like a huge speaker he, I don't know what Ian had everybody came it was Everyone like had stone, something, stone yeah. soup but with, with yeah. DJ equipment yeah we all showed up at this place speaker I had my mixer and a tape deck I think Ian brought another tape deck uh-huh. and maybe a CD player like Discman right we hooked it all up you were going through that mixer yeah, just like <laughs> one tape deck on one side, one tape oh, yeah. deck or a disc man on the yeah. other side. It okay. was it was so bootleg, but we did it. So Ian actually like taped like an hour's worth of like the Wiz, uh-huh. just like on a cassette tape. So we played a lot of that. Uh huh. That's really kind of what helped us out. The, that, the Wiz is a is like the hip hop and R and B station here in Cincinnati. Yeah. So we did that, and then then we would just do like house parties. Uh huh. To the point where we just. If there wasn't a house party, we would start one somewhere. Right. We would do, like, uh, we did some skating rinks, you know, that our, like, friends worked at. Yeah. Bowling alleys. Like, real, like, you know, no one hung out at bars back then because we're all too young. So, we just show up and be like, yeah. DIY shit. Very DIY. Yeah. And it was all, like I said, like, Wu-Tang, Tribe. Master P played a lot of Master P because that was like. Did you like Master P back then? I did not like. No, Master I didn't. P. But everyone else did. Yeah, and it it like hit. Like we played it, and people liked yeah. it. Yeah. Um, a lot of Beastie Boys, a lot of you know, Biggie, all that '90s good shit. Yeah. Um. And then after, then I like bought, turn real turntables and. Actually, before I got real turntables, me and my buddy Brett, like, kind of like, we kept doing this, and people would fall out, and more people would kind of just join this, like, traveling crew, until, like, people would just move away, and then I was the, the constant, you know. Even after high school? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's still now. Like, Did I'm you go still, to college? Yeah, I went to UC. At UC? Yeah. Yeah. But... I left UC for... We'll get to that, because it kind of relates... Um, you dropped out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As did I. Like, yeah, like any well-rounded human should do. Um, at one point, I was just doing bat mitzvahs. Okay. Um, that was your job? No, just like, that's what I was DJing. Like, I see. We kind of, this was like, after, like right before college. Okay. And I was just friends with like a lot of Jewish people and their parents like they'd be like hey we can just do these for our, these kids and be like okay but we don't have any music they like and they're like Master oh it's P. okay here's no no here's like 500 bucks just buy a bunch of CDs I see and we're like okay <laughs> so we did that for like two summers what would, what did you buy what oh, would you like, play there whatever I mean just the shit that was on top 40 that like right. 13 year old not like Havana Gila and shit like that like yeah I see like just oh no no we didn't do that no, we did like the after party yeah 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 like yeah so <laughs> we would do that shit and then no I had turntables at that point so yeah I was, I was still I would still do a house party here and there like for stuff I liked but we would make money like real money like 
fucking thousand bucks a show for like just me or two other people or just sometimes just me the bar mitzvahs yeah that's good money right there no it's great um so eventually yeah I was on turntables doing like real clubs better house parties you know and then uh at some point I just stopped um stopped buying records just stopped doing it at what point like in, uh, in college years after college uh honestly it's foggy I really don't even know when sure. I stopped doing it I think the last real party I did was down on Main Street it was for some dap party yeah at this club with a friend of mine and you started doing shit again like what around when I moved back here no right before alright it was a Halloween party on Jerome down here in Northside and at this point it was all computers okay. like I had a laptop and I was like hearing about this stuff and learning about these programs and so I, it's all computers now right so this is my a- first you guys use Ableton yeah Ableton now and this was my first show with Ableton uh I would say, so, I think you moved back to them. Well, no, no. I would say this is, like, 2008. Okay. Well, what what would you say is a different... I mean, you still you still DJ turntables sometimes these days, too. Right. You do both. What do you... How do you feel about the difference between computer DJing and turntable DJing? What are the pros and cons of each? Well, I can do a lot more with computers when I can't turntables. And my, turn, my vinyl collection stops at, like, year 2002. So why why even why even bust out the vinyls? Oh, because all those records are still great, and it's fun to actually right do it like that again. Something feels good about the hands-on oh, yeah. approach. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, if as you, I know you remember, like going to shows back then, like that's that's what it was. People came with crates and crates right. of records and turntables and fucking records all over, and that was the shit. Right. We I come from that. Yeah. You know. So. I'm an old man, so it's good to it's good to you're not old. You're still you're still young, man. Um, well, don't act like you're that much older. No, I'm not. I'm just saying we still got to remember. We you still, like to act like you're older. Well, I go through periods where I feel old, but but right now I'm like you know we're not really old. Let's let's yeah. keep our spirits about us. Keep our youth. No, we're not old. You know, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not trying to claw at my youth, but no. you know to 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 gain it gain it back. But I also feel like. We still, we're still, we're still young. We still got a lot to learn. We still got absolutely the world in our sights. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, oh, so I did go to college for a bit. After after high school, I actually didn't go to college right away. I didn't want to travel the country, just you know, on the road style. Doing what? Just driving just, around? Yeah, just going like pick, you have a pick a place on the map. Let's go. A there. Car? Yeah, I had a car. But we never... I drove my car to some places, but not all. Again, just like a crew or like whoever was down, we would go all over. Just take road trips. Yeah, all the way out west, all the way out east, north, south. And that was like a great learning experience, you know. I feel like really, instead of going to college right after high school, you should travel. That's what they do. That's what they do in like England. Yeah, yeah. They should do it here too. They call, to what do they call it? Travel. I don't Their know. travel year yeah. or whatever. It was the best, and I came back and I went to college just kind of because like my mom and my my like step grandmother, they were wanting me to and right. And I was also kind of like, well, I'm not doing anything else really right now, so I did it. 
but the whole time, you know, I'm still like doing gigs, throwing parties, and also got in the film, you know, made a short film with my brother and some friends of mine. And uh, what was that about? <laughs> it was uh, it was called the Telephone Game. It was about kind of like an idea starting and through like the telephone game phenomenon yeah. something completely different happening right um and it was uh, our idea was like it's all everything's improv like here here's here's the outline but we're, it was all improv stuff and we we were just fooling around we we're like this is something we want to get into and bought a bunch of gear and did it put it in some local festivals it didn't do well but i was in college for technically this stuff like I was into like sound and film and all that oh were you at E-Media? yeah okay but I was not impressed by any of it right like I was doing everything that I was supposedly studying to do right so I kind of felt like at the time I was like I, it's kind of pointless I'm paying a lot of money right I mean they could show you details of it but I felt the same way I felt the same way in art school I was yeah. like you know I'm already like doing this stuff I'm doing music I feel you know it's yeah. like so I didn't I didn't want to continue I just felt yeah. energy sucked and I never had that drive to like yeah I, I don't come from that whole cookie cutter type do this do this get the degree get the job get the house right get, you know none of that was that wasn't in your, no. in your blood no me, me neither actually. so so I had no qualms leaving I was like sorry gone. yeah and I never went back, and I had no qualms with that either. So, but you, but you ended up getting a good job, actually. Uh huh. Um, uh, yeah, I'm a work for a law firm now. It basically, is easiest way to put it is an investigator, I guess. You're kind of this. You're, you're like you know? the the guy that they send out. Guys, to to I, sort out what's going on, almost like Mike from. Uh, from a Breaking Bad, a little bit, but not thuggish. Not thuggish, and also have a lot of basic tasks too. You know, right? Like I keep our wine cellar stocked. Right, know? right. I make sure uh, there's only three of us. You know, and I'm a low on the totem pole. So when, when we're not when I'm not working on a case, I'm just sitting at the office like chilling with everybody. It's two lawyers and you, or one lawyer? One lawyer, one paralegal. Okay. And then me. Um, been doing it for nine years. I'm in my ninth year. How did you get hired? Were you friends with the with them already? Yeah, like, you got no somebody. Friends? No, you just got to know somebody. Like what 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 they were asking for. I was good at, and the the person who had the job, which is for me, I knew, and he driving was, around and being a creep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't even have to drive around sometimes. Just, you know, can do it from comfort of my own desk. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I was friends with the guy who had the job before me, and he was like, this is what you do. I think you'd be good at this. And I was like, sure, try it. That's good. Affords me a comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. I'm doing it. Um, so anyways. Does it, does it satisfy you? Do you feel like, you know good after a day's work or do you or do you you, can you like not wait for the weekends oh it's not even that intense yeah I 
it, it has little to no impact on my my life at all, except for my paycheck. I mean, it's time. It's you're using. So it's time, yeah. But you know, that's you have to give to get, and mm-hmm. I give that. Mm-hmm. But no, there's no residuals that I take home or that stick with me in any long-term sense. It's, it's easy. And you make pretty good money. Yeah. Is that, it, it, like, do you feel settled in that or do you have, oh, your, no, do no, you no, have no. your eyes on other shit that you want to do? Yeah, I'll, I'll be doing different things. I've got a few ideas I know that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of these days I'm going to open a dance club. Like, it's just natural. Is that would that be your preference over over like a, you know, a, I guess that's the same as a bar, you could say. Yeah. No. What's, I, a, what's a dance club? Uh, just like, well, for here in Cincinnati, you know, there really isn't like a good one. No, there's nothing like that really. I yeah. guess like Japs turns into that that mm-hmm. side of Japs. Yeah, but that's a whole different. But that's a whole nother. Yeah. But but like more like I'm thinking more like Studio Fifty Four, you know, like but not disco because we not well no not disco but like somewhere where like people go like and let their like creative selves uh, flourish, you know, like the music's good, people dress good, the vibe is good, and they know like this is where you go to do this this cool shit. Like we're gonna have a good ass time and right, no fucking wallflowers, you know. No bad attitudes. Wallflowers like, get 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 hooked out right away. Oh, get choked out and dragged. You know me. Like <laughs> I don't. I can't. Yeah. No one's standing around. Right. If you're standing around, do it out of my sight. You know. Don't be on the phone. Right. I had to call people on their phone at your show on the tavern. You had to call them out. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I have from to, stage you, know, you call people. Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Oh yeah. Well, you might have left at that point, but. Oh, I see. After I was yeah, yeah. done. No, when the dance party was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, I would have, like to have a little, like, New Irish type bar and then the dance club. Those are two goals I've got. What's New Irish? Norish. Like, like, oh, like New a, Irish. Like a like dark, dark, smoky. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Not divey, but just, like, you walk in and it just has a feeling. Like, and you, and you there's, like... Like the sexy, like Don Draper looking guy sitting in a booth, or like, like a like a you know foxy mysterious woman smoking a cigarette at the end of the bar. There's no but, cigarettes. But you, well, I'm just keep trying to give you like a gotcha. painted picture. I, yeah, I agree. You know, bartender's got like the black armband and looks like something out of Twin Peaks. Right. The music's like on point, a little moody, like red tones, amber tones. You know. Like, Sounds like some Northside shit, actually. Yeah. So, I want I want to have like that little spot and then a dance club. Wait, maybe that's the sidebar to the dance club. You have two rooms. No, they can't be next to each other. Why? Um, they're just two different beasts. Okay. Yeah, they can't play in the same pen. All right. Yeah. So you're running from one to the other. Yeah, I will. But yeah. Um, so that. And when are you gonna make this happen? When? When? Oh, it, it's it's constantly. In progress. Okay. But I'm, as, you know, like... You gotta talk to investors and shit like that, I guess. Which, you know, I've got some. Yeah. I've got some, but, again, kind of my style is approach... I don't don't need to jump into any of this. Yeah. This is gonna happen at the right time. And that's all, that's about it. Yeah. Um, and I would like to do more things, more productive, you know, with my time. Like what? 
I don't know. Like, just... I think the, the saying giving back is a little cliche, but doing something with my time that provides something for, you know, someone other than just myself. Right. Or someone else, like one or two. Some kind people. of volunteer thing or... or... Not, no, not even volunteer, just... I mean, you could say like these dance clubs or whatever is a thing. Okay. Like I'm providing that, but I'm talking about more, probably on a more intimate level, I guess. Okay. Like what? What? what what's an example? Yeah, of I, don't, I don't, honestly don't even know. I just know that I want to do something like that. Well, if you it keep that be. in mind, you'll come across it. That's yes. how I find life is. My, you know, my I like to be open yeah. to anything. Yeah. All the time, I tell this to you all the time. When you when you when you close yourself up a little bit, you I, do, I, and I, you've been very helpful with that. Yeah, you know, I I do fight you on some things, but explain I, I, what you mean. Well. When it comes to you, you know, and, uh, well, let's, let's pause that because I want to start somewhere and get to that. Okay. All right. It'll be our history. Okay. And our history kind of falls into why I treat you the way I do sometimes. Interesting. I want to know. <laughs> I, now I want to know. And, uh, that sounds bad. Treat you that way, but you know what I'm saying. That's, why our relationship is what it yeah. is. Okay. I remember, so way back in the Warner Hills days. Um, Warner Hills was our high school. Yes. Um, I was a couple years younger than you. I didn't know you, but I knew of you because you and your friends, you you hung out with like the graffiti dudes and like kind of like the 9-7 like troublemaking dudes. Scrubs. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't say yeah. scrubs, but but you all listen to like weird music that was like way at, on, off of everyone's radar that I always thought was like really cool what the, like underground rap stuff yeah just, or, just yeah. yeah all that stuff and, and yet like all the Pink art, art stuff Pink Floyd <laughs> really good Zeppelin um and you guys would wear these outfits these coordinated outfits with <laughs> each other and I want to reference cause in one of your songs you talk about um navy blue khakis what is, how, how was it? Yeah, navy blue hoodies and, khakis. and uh, khakis, yeah. Um, I remember seeing you guys wearing that shit all the time. Right. That was the look. That was the look. I mean, And, and New Balance. New Balance, yep. So when I heard that, I was like, it took me right back. I was like, yeah, I've known this guy, whatever. So we never talked in high school, but that our play, our spot was kind of like... Well, I signed, obviously I signed your, you book, did sign your my bootleg book. yearbook. But but no, I never I knew we never really like, chatted with each other. But everyone, this was kind of a thing. Like everyone knew who everyone was, in a sense. Not that it was a small school. It wasn't small at all. No, big but school. but uh, I think we knew who the you knew who the upperclassmen were. Like when you were younger, yeah, you knew who the seniors were. Like when I was in ninth grade, I knew all the seniors. Yeah, I knew who they were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, without knowing you, knew who you were. But and also knew your sister. Right. I was friends with your sister. Right. Um, and I was friends with this dude, Maximo Madeira, Dave Madeira. He's uh -huh. one of my best friends back then. No, I went. You know, I went to junior high with yeah, him. Yeah, you know him. We played in a band together. Stupid little cover band. He was played drums. I played guitar. And I remember we did this uh, talent show one time, and with this other band. And I think you were the drummer in that band. It was. Uh, 
with with who with Joel Cammons on the yep. guitar. Yep. What was the name? Darren Fessel. Yeah. Joel Cammons. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was in that band. I think that was it. It was just you three. Okay. Okay. So we. Area 51, something right. or other. Something That's or other. Right. The Area 51 <laughs> incident or something like that. Oh, God. Yes. That was it. We d- Yeah. We were the only white people at this talent show. It, it was, was Joel like, Cameron's songs, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all like break dancers and like R&B singers. And then us. And okay. then you guys. Okay. And uh, you guys actually like came in like third place or something. Did above we? Above us. We didn't win anything. But uh, whatever. And But Dave would always tell me like... You know, Yoni's a good drummer, but his brother's even better, Josiah. Yeah. Like, you should listen to Josiah. Josiah had been long gone, but I had known about Josiah and that he was a great drummer. I didn't meet Josiah until 2008. Yeah. Like, face-to-face. But I knew about this guy ever since. Anyways, so, whatever. Around the time I was a senior, me and your sister hung out a lot. Her little crew and my crew. And that summer after... And the first time we really hung out... She asked me to DJ her birthday party. I, th- I know I told you this story, but we'll do it for the, these guys. And I was like, sure, man, let's do it. It'll be fun. She gives me the address. This was when she lived in Northside? Or are you no. talking about at my, the house I grew up at? She gives us the address at the house you grew up at. Okay. And we didn't know that. We just showed up. We saw this house party for Becky's yeah. birthday. So we show up. I mean, we've got like four by 12 cabinets. Like, we got real gear. Yeah. Like speakers, decks, everything. Set it all up. It's just her and her, like, you know, four girls. Like, that was a small ass house, yeah. too. And we're like, once everyone showed up, they're like, this is it. So it's like me and my three dudes. Oh, my God. And you guys. But was I was there? You were there okay. with uh, someone. I can't remember who it was, but you guys were upstairs, like, like working on shit. RJ or Jamie Brill, it was, No, it wasn't RJ. I would have I known it was RJ. Probably Jamie Brill if we were working on music or something. It was music. Yeah. But you guys came down, and we're like, what the fuck's going on here? And, uh... At this point, you had you had, yeah you'd been doing stuff, or it could have been Dave Matson actually. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I have no idea. I just yeah. remember you came down with somebody, you guys were working on stuff, and I was like, oh. And at that point, I kind of uh, followed a little bit of what you were doing, so I was like, oh, that's cool. And like we're just, and we had ta- a little talk. Then I don't even remember what it was. You were probably like looking at the stuff, like what are you doing, what are you playing, you know? right? And then and then went back upstairs. And you guys were in the living room. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to picture. I, I'm I'm sure she's got pictures of that. Night. Okay. I'm sure. And it I, was just what her, Ryland, Hillary, this their their mm-hmm. their little crew. Yep. Okay. But we still had a good time. Like we hung with them all the time. So we're like, this is fine. Whatever. We'll do this. Yeah. And um. Uh, and then they all all went to the college, off to college, and we got there. I think so. Fast forward to uh, 2008. I have a birthday party. At the Hoffner Lodge. Legendary one. Like, people still talk to me about this one. You remember it. I think you do. Anyways, you you guys were in town for the holidays, because my birthday's around the holidays. Right. And my buddy Carl, um, who, who you, you guys knew, he was like, um, Wolf's just showed up. I'm hanging with them. I was like, oh, cool. Carl like, Truman? Carl Truman, yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, like Becky? I was just thinking, like, Becky's like, oh, yeah, Becky and your brothers. So I went and... That's when, like, I, we finally, like... I remember this, yeah. That that was, like, when we first really, really met, even though we had, we had like, a spotted history before that. Right. So, and then, uh, you know, every time you come through, back to Cincinnati, we'd always run into each other. 
And then not long after that, you moved back. Yeah. And then, yeah, when you moved back, shit was definitely weird. You know, with your with your health. Yeah. And, I don't know, not as bad as it got, but I remember in the beginning, like, uh, we were all hanging a bunch. You're up in uh, Landon. My parents' house. And, uh... New house. Um, <laughs> we'd hang with, uh, like, all your Whole Foods friends from up there. Who, that worked at Whole Foods? Yeah. Up there? But, like, that's how we met, like, Logan and Carl and all them. Like, th- that crew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, we would just go back and forth, like, do something in Cincinnati one night. You go back up north. Uh, but Josiah and Liz had moved back to Xenia. They were living up there. Yeah, so we yeah. we we like go hang up there, do some right. sense. A lot of driving, a lot of driving. So it was like probably a solid year or two of doing that, right? Yeah, maybe not two years, but yeah, a year, probably a year. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we all we we formed a little little tight crew, and uh, but yeah, definitely you were you're falling off. Could you see that happening as it was oh, yeah. happening? Because I didn't know definitely. what was going on. Oh, definitely. Either. And, you yeah. know, the, the penultimate moment was that New Year's show. Right. Which, uh... Right. You guys played... And I think that was, like, your first show as a band together in a while, I think. Uh, could have been... Or it was just a four-piece, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was just the, the trio plus Liz. Yeah. You, you probably whatever you weren't torn and I just threw this thing together because yeah. everyone had like come down like everyone's like well they still live in Xenia but either yeah. way uh, the, I, I don't think Doug had moved back yet no you're right he didn't he probably was still in yeah. Seattle so maybe I don't know maybe he did move back already I'm not yeah. sure but anyway well, well we did this thing and I just remember that time you were uh, you were dressing wearing your hair slick back like like a real old, like you, you, you were playing the part. Like you, physically. In my mind, no. In my mind, it was Don Draper type shit. But I know it, it didn't look that way because I was sickly and like pale and fucking. Mm. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I hate to bust burst your bubble. It was, <laughs> it was more. I was trying. You're trying, but uh, did not look well. Look, I've got pictures from that night. And, I know, uh, but my what had happened was my hair thinned out like a lot. That and your skin, man. You and were, my skin was you, all fucked oh, up. Man, you, and and you were like, like like uh, Tom Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, skinny. Right. That show was miserable. Like I mean, I, like I couldn't, and I didn't know what was going on with myself. That's why I was so scary. Yeah. Like. I could not catch my breath between songs I I, and I wasn't even dancing or anything, but like I would do a song and I'd be like totally out of breath, like yeah. gasping for air. I'd be like, why am I not able to do this? And like, they'd be like getting ready to start the next song. I'd be like, wait, <gasps> you know, it was just like <laughs> scary. Man. It, was, it was a rough time. And you know, I guess I was seeing this all, but I didn't know like how bad it was. Like you weren't really that vocal about yeah. your, your, Loss of breath and all that. Because I didn't really know. I didn't understand. No, it. you find out shortly after that what was the real deal. And I don't know if you talked about it publicly with these guys. Or Probably not. not. 
But my but what was wrong is that my brain wasn't getting the oxygen, so uh-huh. I didn't know. Well, you might as well. You, you've already. <laughs> well, yeah, I was very anemic. Very anemic. Ve- he says very anemic. I would say severely anemic. Yeah, yeah, severely. No, when I when the doctor got the results, he he was like, "You need to come right now and get a blood transfusion, like immediately." That yeah. and, you know, I'll throw you some heavy stuff because this was also the word from your doctor. But he basically said, "You." Could die at any second. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah. So, that was fucked up time. I mean, basically, all, all leading up to that, it was like... Not, not like people were, like, throwing you sympathy bones. It was just like, oh, man. Gotta help a brother out. But you I know? didn't know people knew that I was sick. I couldn't tell, because I didn't even know what was going on with me. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, it was very, like... I would say people knew you were sick. People knew something was wrong. Yeah. Something was definitely wrong. And it, yeah. I, and like I said, we, we all just chipped in as we could. You know, like I'd come yeah. up and hang. Yeah. I uh, appreciate but, that, man. But yeah, no one wants to see you suffer. No one wants to see anybody suffer, you know. And, uh, yeah. It was a strange time. That's, that's the story behind it. So, so but, <laughs> but which, where you were getting to from that was... What you would tell me about being open, and we're you know oh, okay, we got so, almost an hour here, so we you know we're close, but but just I, I want to know what you have to say about that, like okay, you know the so, idea of, of getting getting out there and being and op- being open to things. So this is you, you've gotten, I would say, you've gotten way better, physically, mentally, yeah, emotionally, all that since that time. But uh, you have these moments. Because you've been so low in all three of those realms, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, that you are overprotective of yourself when, when something gets weird. And I can see that, and I can feel it, and I know you're just, like, closing in. That's when I start, like, like come on. Come on. You know, right. Let's go. Uh, and, you know, naturally, you have to let yourself do that. But that's just how I am, you know. What yeah. I mean? I'm gonna try to. That's just. I guess I don't know if I'm helping out or just being a dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think I think you know it, it, the difference is only in if if you lack sensitivity to like if 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 you lack a sensitivity to understanding where I'm at, like yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's a fine line. But but if you know if you can feel it and you're sensitive to to how I am and you're like uh, you know what no you do need to come out then it, then you're being awesome yeah well I think I yeah I mean I definitely know when to stop yeah and when obviously then sometimes you'd be like yeah and we'll go we'll do something yeah and sometimes you're like nah and I'm like all right I gotta leave him yeah but I guess yeah I always try to tell you in those moments like you know. And you'll get down on yourself. You'll talk about, like, you know, things not working out for me in this town, with these people, with this anything. We could say, we can say, I'm open about my shit. Yeah. Okay. I, my issue was, for a while, is that, like, why are there no girls in this town? Why? Was? Because I had moved back. Was? Okay, I still feel like that sometimes. <laughs> which is like, yeah, like, how come I can't ever meet a woman in this town? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I felt like in, in Oakland it was a lot easier. There was more of a, there was more of like a, a, a culture of that. And I don't want to say youth culture because I'm like, I'm not like that young. I mean, but I'm not that old. But like, 
there's like a 20 something culture you know and that's when I left Oakland it was around when I was gonna turn 30 yeah and like you know like anywhere you go pretty much whether it's a coffee shop or a bar or whatever mm-hmm. there's always gr- like attractive girls that, that I would be attracted to that I could talk to mm-hmm. and, and and try to holler at right here not so not as much sometimes yeah sometimes yeah but well, this ba- this comes to what what I'm trying to talk about like yeah. you, you you set yourself up for that disappointment if you if you compare a thing with a thing sure but if you just kind of let go and and let yourself open to people opportunities and everything yeah and not close yourself off as you do in ways and when I say close yourself off that's you know thinking about something else something yeah, else. How, sure. how, how another thing is compared to this like that you're putting a barrier up you right. know what I mean right so, so in, the, in those moments and you know not just with, with women um, new you friends know, food stuff friend, you know just just any, anything yeah um you know, and you don't always have to just be like, okay, I'm totally open, let it all just steamroll me. No, not that, but the great shit happens. Cleveland steamroll. Cleveland, yeah, that's for another podcast. The great thing happens, great things happen, this sounds cliche too, but whatever, when you least expect them, you know. Right. But I feel like in order to, in order for the universe, like the universe has to know... <laughs> That you're ready for it. That you're ready for it, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds real hippie, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm a hippie, man. I'm into all that shit. Right. So you can, t- you can talk that kind of shit on this podcast. That We, we always talk about that. Yeah. But, but you, I think you're your own worst enemy when it comes to those things. I'm not I saying sh- you. I do I'm shell saying, off. I'm saying people. I'm saying people in general. I sure, do that. Sure. I do but that. I, I do, I do shell do. off. I know, I know I do that. And like, but I also, there are also times where I, and I feel the difference with myself, but it's hard to, it's hard to affect change when when I'm in a certain way, you know what I mean. But like that's there, where that's where I try to like that's where you help. Yeah. There are other times where I feel real open and I can go out to to a bar or to wherever the people are out in the world and just kind of chat with whoever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And that's 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 when I'm I'm more open to relationship stuff. But I'm also the difference is you, I think you're an extrovert, right? I would say. Um, I think I do well in both in both environments. Yes. I'm not saying. I'm saying where you draw your energy from, I guess. Again, both. Both. Okay. Like I, I need, I need to. Yeah, I need the energy from the city, the people, yeah, the lights, the movement, the sounds. Also need from the solitude. Yeah. The quiet. Okay. You know. Anyway, I yeah. I I have I have maybe. Obviously, it's all gray scale. It's all gray area. Mm-hmm. But maybe I have more of the solitude stuff. You do, um, you do. You know, but 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 that said, there there are definitely times where I need I need human interaction. A lot of times, a lot of times where I need human interaction, and and there are some nights where I go out and I really feel like very open and and mm-hmm. and, and loving and like you know. But there are other times where I feel closed off. I, mm-hmm. I definitely have both of those ways. Yeah. Well, you need your balance, and you know I only get worried about you when when. When I feel like you're just too enclosed, right? It's been, and, and it's you know, been a while since I've been like it's, that. It's true, and to be fair, like yeah, you have to do that, but but I think you know that you kind of get in a little a loop, right? When you get into like 
the, the real bottom darkness. Right. And it, and also for me, there's a difference between when I'm hold up in here and working on shit, or when I'm hold up oh, in yeah. here no, I, and I know, like yeah. miserable, like yeah. surfing the net, looking at like you know vacation homes <laughs> that I could possibly go visit somewhere in another part of the world. Yeah. But not going to do, you know. Yeah. Though I am going to Costa Rica. That's happening. That's happening. That's, okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm staying in a geodesic dome. Which is kind of dope. Very hippie of you. Very hippie. Yeah. Very hippie. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Anything um, else that we missed in discussing? I mean, obviously we didn't go through your whole life story, but that's, you know. You know, we uh, we go on and on, but for the sake of your podcast, uh, we can just leave it at this. Um, we go way back, and we don't at the same time. We're universal. We 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 uh, we, sh- we share share a wavelength mm-hmm. which is why we're good friends and uh, I'm glad that you uh, are back on top you know yes health wise emotionally you're on your own there <laughs> it's, it's true. a little joke a little joke but it's true it's true and uh, up and down and uh, you know I at first I was you know I'm not really like an interviewee I don't. I, I'm kind of. I am private when it comes to personal stuff. Well, we didn't. I hope I didn't get too personal. No, no, no. I, hope no. I didn't dig too deep. No, I can do that. But, but I, uh, you know, I, I would say we only scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. So, regardless, that doesn't mean anything. But Friday, do these people know? Are we still doing that? Oh, you coming up? Yeah, let's do it. I'll let's still do, do it, it if you want. Yeah, f- people. Friday, uh, we are playing at. Indianapolis in Indianapolis at Joyful mm-hmm. Noise uh, I'm doing a set Nick's gonna DJ for me Serengeti and some other people too I don't remember who else but it's a, it's gonna be a good show at Joyful Noise Indianapolis I guess that's more for like the bumper thing. we didn't need to talk about it now come that's alright <laughs> we'll do it there I've been sitting here in my kitchen in Northside with Northside Nick Simmons mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here take, take care of y'all say bye to the people um, one second. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we'll do a part two where we do. We'll go when it's warmer, and we'll go out and in, in, yeah. into the, that's perfect. We'll go out in the town. Yes, that's perfect. We promise that people. Yeah. We're going to do a part two out on the town with Northside Nick Simmons. Yeah. That's going to be a very good episode. We'll do some video too. Yes. Yes. Anyways. See you guys. podcast.com at Yoni Wolf on Twitter Instagram all those places uh, man I'm just living my life here in Cincinnati uh, I'm about to head to, to uh, Costa Rica I don't know if you know that but I got my tickets if you're down there yo let's kick it let's kick it I'm going to Playa Santa Teresa I think that's fair to say I don't think anybody's going to stalk me going down to this small beach town in Costa Rica, if you do, you know I, you always, I always got my guns a-blazing. And, uh, you know, I'm there. So, uh, I'll see you down there if you're there. Otherwise, 
I'll see you on the road. I'm, I'm, I'm setting up some solo shows for the spring, working on it right now with my agent. And uh, I will see you in various places, and I'll let you know where. But those, those are coming up. And uh, it's mostly, it's, it's, I'm staying somewhat close to home, East Coast, Midwest stuff. Did my West Coast stuff last year. Did some Texas stuff already. Did some Florida stuff already. Got to give the East Coast some love. Got to give the Midwest some love. All right? Other than that, stay good. Stay clean. Keep your nose clean. Keep your, what do they say? I think, uh, no, keep your nose in the air and your dick in a book. I think that was a passage line. I always appreciate that. And uh, I'll see you on the flip side. Keep, 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 keep wandering. Something like that.